I'll say a few words about our chief guest, Sri Bibek Debroy. So as you all know, Sri Bibek Debroy is the chairman of the Prime Minister's Economic Advisory Council. But in addition, he also has made the he is not only the author of more than 100 books that have spanned areas such as law reforms and railways and economics, world trade, Sanskrit translations to even a book on limericks. Uh, he, before that, he was the member of Niti Aayog till June 2019. In 2010, which is more than a decade back, he began his uh, trans his translation of the unabridged Mahabharat, uh, specifically the critical edition as published by the Bandarkar Oriental Research Institute. This project continued till 2014, when all ten volumes were were published. Uh, in 2015, uh, he followed up with the translation of the Harivansh. In 2016, of the critical edition of the Valmiki Ramayana. This was followed by a three-volume translation of the Bhagavad Puran, then followed the Markande Puran. Uh, last year, he published, uh, he wrote two more books, uh, Mahabharat for uh, the Bhagavad Gita for Millennials, and a book on, uh, uh, on the original translator into English of the Mahabharat, Manmat Nathdat. He was awarded the Padma Shri in 2015, and with those uh, remarks, it is my delight and honor to invite Sri Vivek Debroy to say a few words and, uh, and, and open launch this book launch event. Thank you, Avinav. And thank you, Hariji, not only for having invited me, but for having given me the opportunity of reading this book, quite a heavy book actually, in advance. Uh, because for people who do not know yet that since I have contributed a blurb, I had a preview of the book. And it's a fantastic, fantastic book. So congratulations to the two authors, Gurpreet Chopra and Bharat. Most of us are familiar with some of the temple complexes. There are five, four major complexes that are described in this book. Most of us are familiar. I hope I'm not provoking anyone by this remark. Most of us are familiar with at least two of them, Mahabalipuram and Kanchipuram. The ones associated with the Pallavas, probably some people are not that familiar with the two associated with the Chalukyas. This is a fantastic book because it describes itself as a coffee table book, but it's a book you'd like to carry with you when you actually visit these places. Because though I said people are familiar with, let's say, Mahabalipuram, and if there's a question asked in a quiz show about Arjuna's penance, most people will recognize it. If it is about Krishna's butter stone, most people will recognize it. Are people necessarily familiar, necessarily familiar with the cave temples? I don't think so. So this is superb in terms of the photographs that I included. It's superb because it transcends what would normally be a tourist guide because I get to know about the Pallavas, the dynasties, the Chalukya dynasty, 
and for something like badami i even get to know what the administrative structure was like so therefore a superb book and i should also congratulate indica for having published this book but i need to be a little bit critical how can i not be a little bit critical so i want to make three very very minor points the first point is this book is really coffee table in nature it's very heavy but it's like the book it's the kind of book i would like to carry around if i went to mahabalipuram kanchipuram badami so maybe there'll be a soft version ebook version i don't know or if not of course with these photographs it's difficult to reduce the size but perhaps it's worth contemplating if one can have a smaller size that one can carry around the second within quotes critical thing is that there is no index so if i am reading the book from cover to cover that's okay but if i am looking for something it might be a good idea in future editions to have some kind of index either of the temples or some other form of indexation and the third point that i want to make reflects my bias and this bias is that particularly if we are talking about poets great poets no matter how good the translation is you can never capture the beauty if it is a if it's a poet who writes complicated sanskrit poetry then at one level there is no point giving the sanskrit but if it is something like jayadevas dashavatar stotram for which there are english translations of vamana avatar and varaha avatar on page 240 and page 250 i think it would be a good idea to have the sanskrit what is the sanskrit like for varaha avatar vasati dashana shikhare dharani tava lagna shashini kalanka kaleva nimagna keshava dhrita sukara roopa jaya jagadishare impossible to translate and it would have just taken one paragraph to do that exactly similarly for vamana avatar you got a translation you don't have the sanskrit chalayasi vikramane valim adbhuta vamana padanaha niraja nitajana pavana keshava dhrita vamana roopa jaya jagadishare i think the sanskrit also belongs because the translations don't capture it but again congratulations it's a wonderful wonderful book with maps including from google maps so it's a very modern kind of book it's not just maps that one associates with the old kind of tourist books congratulations on the book i think everyone should read it this version does not have the price or it does have the price well it's not that exorbitantly priced congratulations and thank you for inviting me again Thank, thank you, Sri Vivek Debray. Uh, 
I and I don't think any of us can agree to let you go so fast and so quickly. <laughs> and you have provided us with, uh, you know, with with at least three suggestions for, uh, you know, that you uh, believe would have improved the book. And the Sanskrit uh, translations are one that you have uh, been for uh, several years now commenting on the need for people to read. For even those uh, who read your, your English translations, you make it a point to mention that the Sanskrit, that a translation cannot capture the essence and the beauty of the Sanskrit. So I think that point is, uh, is very well taken. Now, uh, in, in terms of, uh, I, I, I have two questions and I have, I'm hoping you can uh, shed some light or, or your opinions on. The first one is that uh, if uh, Bharat and Gurpreet were to do a follow-up book, what uh, would you suggest to them? Because uh, with a book like this, I cannot imagine them stopping at just one book. I, I think it would be a tragedy if they were to stop at one book. Uh, so, uh, for a second book, what would you, uh, what would you like to see? Uh, you, yeah. I'm, I'm not running away. I'm not making my remarks and disappearing. That's not what I'm going to do. But if I look at this book, you see, this book is heavy on pictures, deliberately so. Whatever be the topic for the next book, I think there should be more of text. Now, what do I mean by that? Uh, all of these sculptures in the temples, they have associated stories. And they can be text, not very detailed text, but text explaining the essence of those stories, maybe boxes, something like that. In that sense, this is slightly, slightly incomplete because it's heavy on the pictures. One sort of assumes it's not that it's not there at all, but I think one could do a little bit more on that. Secondly, I think there should be a very good introduction because there is quite a lot of material on temple construction per se. What do temples, the way one goes up vertically, what the different layers signify, etc., etc. So if they do a second book on temples, I would suggest a, a good introduction on temple architecture in general and to a little bit more on the stories. 